This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budget, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow, all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Small Biz America. The Brain. Our guest on this segment is a seasoned consultant and nationally recognized speaker. Over the last 25 years, Mike Goldman has helped mid-sized companies achieve dramatic growth by working with their leadership teams to ensure that they have the right people, the right strategies, and execution habits for development. He has experience with organizations of all sizes, shapes, and colors, missions from working at Deloitte and Accenture to founding his own firm, Performance Breakthrough. He's the author of a new book entitled Performance Breakthrough, The Four Secrets of Passionate Organizations. This was published on High Point Executive Publishing in June of this year, in which he reveals the reasons he sees companies succeed in creating more passionate, productive, and profitable cultures. Let's find out how he does it. Joining us on the line from his offices in New Jersey is Mike Goldman. Mike, welcome to the program. Thanks, David. Glad to be here. So I wanted to focus in this segment, Mike, if we can, on the people part of the work you do. I know this is profound, and uh, you said offline it's it's one of the biggest parts of the equation for you. Talk to us a little bit about uh, some of the themes you find when you uh, come into an organization. and What do you first see in in terms of what the organization is is missing or or non-performing around culture and people? Well, what I typically see when I walk into a company, uh, especially in a smaller entrepreneur, company is uh, the feeling on the leadership team is it's all about strategy. We've got to find the right products, the right service, the right markets, and they're very focused on strategy, and absolutely, and of course, strategy is important. Uh, but I believe, uh, and I'm not the one who, who said this, I think it was Peter Drucker way back said, culture eats strategy for breakfast. Mm. Uh, and and what, so what I find is that, that companies are typically really missing two things. N- number one, uh, the right people, and, and we'll get into that a little bit more. That, that's our purpose on this, you know, in this segment. And the other is right execution, and it takes the right people to execute right. But So I really see that they're not focused on people as much as they should. And what does that mean? That means they, they're not focused on, on maximizing the A players within the organization. That means they don't have uh, the right, most effective, passionate culture within the organization. I know you concentrate and like to focus a lot about how companies improve the way they hire and the way they retain these so-called A players. So talk to us a little bit about what companies can do to improve those metrics and really keep good people in their organizations. The first thing they need to do is really understand what it means to be an A player, a B player, and a C player. Uh, Companies uh, don't do that, surprisingly enough, as much as they should. There really is no definition of what an A player is. So first thing I help them do is uh, do what I call a talent 
assessment and figure out based on not only productivity, which is what most people look at, right. but also based on a, a, an employee's ability to live the core values and, and, and the, you know, how, what percent of the time they're actually living the core values of the organization. And by the way, with some organizations, what, what that leads to is, you know what, we don't know what our core values are. So, so I'll help them figure out the core values, uh, help them understand what, what it means to be an A, B, and C player, and then, then you got to figure out how do we how do we leverage how do we re-recruit uh, our a players what are we doing with our c players and, and frankly why aren't we freeing them up to go become a players somewhere else uh, and and then uh, you know putting in the right methods for uh, sourcing hiring onboarding folks uh, there's a great book out there called top grading by, by brad smart that i recommend that really goes deep into how you go about really sourcing and, and hiring those A players. When you talk about A, B, and C, uh, it sounds like a hierarchy, but talk to us a little bit about what those different levels mean to you. Yeah, so, so an A player, those are your superstars, and, and those are the people that are, uh, that are highly productive, uh, great fits for the organization. They're living the core values. Those are the folks, man, if we had more of those, you know, we'd knock it out of the park. Uh, then you've got your B players. Your B players are typically folks that are absolutely living the core values. They're a fit for the organization, but they're not as productive as you'd like them to be. They're B players uh, because they're very coachable. People who are living the core values, maybe you've got them in the wrong seat on the bus, uh, and that's why they're not A players, or maybe they just need some more coaching, mentoring skills. Uh, those are your B players. And then your C players are folks that are not living the core values, whether they're productive or not. Sometimes a C player is highly productive, but if they're not living the core values, if they don't have the right attitude, they're not a fit for the organization, they're cancers in the organization, and they need some, some warning and maybe some coaching over a short period of time, but then my philosophy is fire fast, hire slow. It sounds as though a lot of this is about alignment, whether you're aligning with core values or you're aligning with performance, metrics. Do I have that right? Absolutely, absolutely, and, and it is those two areas. It's kind of aligning. It's aligning with kind of the what of a company, and the what is kind of, you know, what, what, are, what are we doing? What are our key priorities over the next 90 days, over the next, over the next year? So it is aligning around priorities, which gets to the productivity piece, but then it's aligning around the core, what I would call, or what Jim Collins would call the core ideologies of a company, and those core ideologies is, is core values that I just mentioned which is kind of the how of a company, how are we going to do things, and, and then the core purpose, which is really the why of a company. And you've really got to be aligned uh, around the core ideologies and around the priorities. And it takes great leadership at the top. It takes great leaders to, to get folks to drink the Kool-Aid and really buy in and really have ownership around values, doesn't it? It, it does, and, and the challenge is most entrepreneurs that start businesses do it because they've got a great idea. There's something they... they they, right. You know, they love what they do. They don't typically do it because they're great leaders of people or, or great managers. So really getting them to, to make that switch and become great leaders and get everyone aligned is a really important challenge to overcome. Let's talk about accountability. So important. And the clarity of accountability. How do you like to think about this when you're coaching and going in for consulting? 
This is an important one because one of the first things, uh, or one of the most common things I hear from companies is, or, or, or CEOs, is I can't figure out a way to hold my people accountable. You know, they say they're going to do things, they don't do it. What, what do I have to do? I got to fire everybody. Right. Um, and one of the challenges is people people really don't even understand the definition of, of the word accountable. They they, they tend to uh, look at accountability and responsibility as the same thing. And and one of the first things I do is I want to make sure to get the language right. And the language I like to use with my clients is, you know, responsible or responsibility is about who's rolling up their sleeves to get the job done. Mm. So you can say, and it would be accurate to say uh, to, a, to a team, we're all responsible for customer service. That, that, that may, may be perfectly accurate to say. You can't say we're all accountable. Responsible is rolling up your sleeves. It's anybody who's working on it. Accountable or accountability is always an only one person. Ah. Who is that person who ultimately owns it? On a negative side, you can call it one neck to choke. But it's who is that person that owns it? It's always an only one person, so you can't be pointing fingers back and forth. So it's really got to start with the right definition of accountability, and then it gets to putting the right execution disciplines in place, which has to do with setting the right priorities, small number of priorities. How are we going to keep score? What data and metrics are we going to use and what are the right meeting rhythms and if you put the right disciplines in place and you've got the right definition of what accountability really means that's going to start you on your way and as you walk into these organizations that you're consulting clearly you're working with teams and essential to those being effective teams of course is stronger trust building stronger trust communication and this collaboration idea the idea that we work together to a common goal talk about how you like to think about enhancing a, a team's ability to do this stuff better it really comes down to those execution disciplines i just mentioned mm. a couple of minutes ago and 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 the, the one most important one i think is having the right meeting rhythms uh, most people hate meetings, and they should, because most meetings are, are horrendous. Uh, but if you have the right meeting rhythms with the right objectives and the right agendas, and most importantly, the right facilitation to those meetings, including really quick little 7- to 10-minute daily huddles, that not only speeds decision-making and, and spreads the, the, the right messages and communication, but, but that's going to build relationships and heal some broken relationships. I've got a client I'm working with right now where there's two people on the leader team that um, just really just can't stand each other <laughs> it's a tough environment <laughs> right. but 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 the more we meet the more we get together and work through it and sometimes I've got to play referee but the more we meet and have productive conversations the better that relationship gets they may never be best friends but the better that relationship gets so it's really just it, it's it's creating a habit out of the right meetings creating a habit out of having the right measures and incredible clarity around when we you know if, if someone says well my goal is to improve communication hmm. to me that's not clarity Clarity means it's got to be specific and measurable. What are you going to do? Well, my goal is to put in place a meeting rhythm that looks like this and includes these people. Uh, well, that's a little bit more clarity. So it's really about clarity, and, and it's about just meeting more often and, and building relationships and repairing relationships. It's really a people business you're in, and as we sit together with your energy, I can see you as the referee and perhaps what might be viewed as a dysfunctional uh, engagement among team members. What does it look like when you actually go in and consult from a 
process perspective. Where do you start and give us the arc of that process for you? Are these long tailing types of engagements typically, or do you come in and kind of do a, I'll call it a cultural turnaround and then come out? Yeah, what I found over the years, and I've been doing this coaching and consulting thing for for about 27, 28 years now, um, and I've learned that there's no magic pill. Uh, you can't go in and say, I'm going to turn things around, you know, in a couple days or a month or two months and do it. So the way I work with my clients is I've got 12-month agreements. I start off working with them at least 12 months. I've got a client I've been working with for almost seven years now. So they typically go longer than just the 12 months. Mm. Uh, it starts out where I will do a two a two-day retreat with the leadership team ah. where we will create a plan for growth. And we'll we'll talk about how we're going to execute it. We'll create a plan for execution. Then I come in every quarter for a full day where we'll replan because three to five months after you create a strategic plan, it's out of date. So you've got to replan it every 90 days. And then I come back in for a half day every month to make sure they're executing, to give them the, the education, the tools, techniques they need to move things forward. And then for my clients, I'm always available in between those sessions whenever they need me, I want to make sure I'm there because this is uh, really like putting a brand new operating system in the business. Uh, it's it's uh, not complex and, and crazy uh, rocket science, but it's it's absolutely not easy to, to put these new disciplines in place. Uh, Mike Goldman, great stuff. The company Performance Breakthrough, the website performance-breakthrough.com, and the book Performance Breakthrough, The Four Secrets of Passionate Organizations, published on High Point this year, 2015. Mike, thanks so much for joining us on the program. David, thank you. Small Biz America. The Brain. Online at smallbizamerica.com. Small Biz. Small Biz America. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.